0: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk.
2: Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, have one little bite. Be a friend, be
1: a fucking friend. And I'm Av Sinensky, and I love the sound of Envy.
2: Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss Season 7, Episode 5, Denise Handicapped, which originally aired on October 18th, 2009. So we're halfway through Season 7, and I gotta say, there's been a surprisingly low amount of uh, side content, and also um, not very much Leon through the first half of the season.
1: Yeah, um I chatted you a few weeks ago. I told you I was I had you just decided randomly that I was just gonna binge ahead through the end of curb all of curb through season ten. Um and I was like, you know. There's a lot less Leon in season 7 and season 8 than you remember. I think we talked we talked about we touched on this yeah. briefly at the at the very end of the last episode. I don't know if everyone uh listens all the way to the end to so like the uh housekeeping stuff. Um but yeah, like in my memory like basically as soon as Cheryl exits Leon takes center stage and it's not so. Uh we still got some time till that. He really becomes a regular season 9, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah he's he, he's in and out more until then.
2: Yeah. But um, nevertheless, I think this is a this is a very good episode. So why don't we uh, jump right into it? Let's jump right into it. <laughs>
1: So we are with Larry at what is called the 18th Street Coffee Shop and he's whistling aloud some classical music as he enjoys some coffee there and it, uh, it turns out that it's this musician called Qian, this uh, violinist from Korea and it catches the attention of a woman at a nearby table who it turns out is also a big fan of this very arcane um, Korean violinist. Yeah, is uh, it, this ca- is a
2: real person I assume?
1: It is a real person. The the real person appears in the episode at the concert at the very end. She she plays herself. Um, She, I looked her up. She became a professional violinist in Korea at the age of 13 and then would go on to go to Juilliard and win all sorts of awards um, and had like some sort of tour at Carnegie Hall. So like, is she the most preeminent like musician in the world in like classical music? No, but like she, you know, had a moderately successful career, it sounds like. LD must be a fan of hers in real life, right? Like, there's no other reason that he randomly picks her.
2: She's not like a, a like a famous person necessarily. Right.
1: It's not right. Like when like The West Wing did this, they did Yo-Yo Ma, who everybody knows. Yeah. Like that. This is not that. Yeah. There's
2: there's there's many classical violinists that. This it, is
1: not even Itzhak Perlman. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, but uh, Chiyun is uh, has a lot of fans in this episode, so that's fine.
1: Yeah, Um, And this woman, of course, is um, a woman known as uh, in real life as Anita Barone is known in Seinfeld as Gail Cunningham, if you recall, Mm -hmm. from The Shoes. Yes. Not in in a wheelchair
2: in Seinfeld.
1: And in addition, she also played a woman named Carol Willick from Friends, Ross Geller's ex-wife, but only in the initial episode. And then she was recast as jane simbitt for the remainder of the show so the person that you picture as carol ross's lesbian ex-wife was initially her but then oh but only for one episode and then it's like the, uh jerry's dad situation
2: yeah i didn't know that she ever played carol
1: so, yeah and they, they recut uh,
2: that with the new carol the same way they did with seinfeld with george's
1: dad i don't know right that one is the one that fewer people know about yeah. I was once somewhere, I forgot who it was, I think it was A.B. and Amir, like got into like a huge argument for like an hour about whether or not there was ever a different Frank Costanza I and... never knew
2: that until very recently either, yeah,
1: yeah but... And like they just both were like sure that they were right because it's like no, I've seen the early episodes and those have yeah, Jerry Frank. Stiller in them, and then the other guys like no, like yeah. I've seen episodes where like a different guy is Frank Costanza and that it's because they had refilmed them all with yeah. Frank, with Jerry Stiller, so it's like both existed. It was like a, yeah, uh, and by the way, Schroding, you can see Frank Costanza. Yeah,
2: you can see YouTube links now that sort of shows them back to back, oh, and yeah. and uh, Jerry Stiller does a much better job. Oh <laughs>
1: well, yes, yes. He's a much more uh, talented comedic actor than yeah. that that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that's uh those are Anita Barone's uh, big uh claims to fames on famous uh 90s sitcoms. Mm. Um so you know, they get to talking about Xi'an and he uh he says, you know, I'm going to tell you something, you know, for the purpose of making you jealous, which is like, I think, we, I think we're seeing like the start, the beginning of the morsel of the spite store, where it's like, Larry's like starting to lay the ground for like, I'm just going to do, you know, I like, I'm a guy who likes to do things just to like, you know, needle people. Well, but he's um, flirting with her, isn't he? Yes. Yes. But also, but yeah. I think he's genuine too. Yeah. Like, I think, like he, like he, I think it's he normal does normal thing to love say it.
2: to somebody. If somebody says, Hey, I love this thing. It's normal to say, Oh, I'm about to go do that thing.
1: Right, but not to be like, oh well. Do you want? I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you really jealous because I like to hear the sound yeah. of envy. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. that's just
2: his form of flirtation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, he's like, well, you know, listen, you know, I'm going to this private concert. If I knew you better, of course, like I would invite you. Like I don't really know what we can do about that, you know. And she's you know, they what they come up with is, you know, maybe they could do like a little pre date. You know, after all, you are halfway decent looking. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it's what's the worst that could happen? Tremendous compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and that's the type of thing that I always like. Remember, like that people said in like that book, the game, that like that's like that's how you like you pick up girls is to neg like people. You mean what? Like negging people? No, it was this game. It was just like this guy, this like douchebag, wrote this book about like how to like manipulate women. Yeah, and, and like...
2: isn't it? Isn't it like you neg them? You're just like t- like insult them? Oh,
1: right, exactly. It's like give them like backhanded compliments. Yeah, yeah. Just like be an asshole. I don't know. Whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. So he's like, okay, so we do the, the predate. And if all goes well, you know, then we could go to the uh, private concert together. And she's like, well, you know, you're not like some creepo creep, are you? And he's like, actually, I am a total creep. Um, again, very uh, interesting form of flirting. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good, a good flirt by Laird. <laughs> um and then what uh what happens at the end of the scene of course is she then emerges from behind the table and wheels herself out in a wheelchair and larry is like of course completely shocked by this but like has to like he's like we see him like struggling to like maintain a straight face with like the muscles in his in his cheeks yeah um and yeah he's obviously taken very by surprised by uh this revelation um yeah so we head over to lunch um larry's having some lunch with uh jeff and rosie o'donnell of course um because this is you know this is a threesome that we've seen a lot of and you know they're just having lunch as they do and rosie's like yeah you know i have to fire bobby last week uh, do we have any idea who bobby is or this is just just whatever
2: no we don't know
1: okay what do we think bobby did
2: uh, I have no idea, but um, this whole scene, I, I'm a little, I have a lot of questions about sort of the backstory, how we got here.
1: Okay. Do you have answers or just questions?
2: No, I have no answers. <laughs>
1: okay. This podcast doesn't provide answers. <laughs> yeah, we certainly don't uh, promise answers. <laughs> uh, Larry, so Larry's like, yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a whole technique, you know, there's a method to firing people. Yeah. Um, whenever you deliver bad news, you deliver it in a casual way so that yeah. they'll think it's good news. Yeah, this is um, uh, g-
2: <laughs> great advice.
1: <laughs> I mean there is some truth to it I mean within reason it, it can work
2: only for bad news that's not actually seriously bad news like you're getting fired right. or you have cancer for bad yeah. news it doesn't really actually matter Yeah, then yeah, you, you want to sort of minimize it to, to emphasize that it doesn't really matter but if something's actually serious to diminish it for the person, right. like, well, yeah, you firing them doesn't matter to you because you still have a job, but it matters <laughs> right. a lot to them.
1: <laughs> this isn't really a big deal. The company yeah. will be just fine. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll be, you go, you go, do your thing. Yeah, um, yeah. If you deliver bad news, like it's bad news, it's going to be bad news. If you deliver bad news, like it's not a big deal, then it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, Some of these, things,
2: like Jerry's thing about like how high on your face you touch it is how like bad your relationship is. You know, like that famous thing, right? Uh huh. Like not bad. I gotta get out of here, right? So I feel like there's some truth to that. There's no truth to what Larry's saying here. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, this like works with children. Like, like if you kind of yes, like, you tell ask, them their
2: boo boos fine, and you right. act like it's nothing.
1: Yeah. yeah yes. But again, that's um, that's
2: stuff that's not actually bad news. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Rosie's like. So like for example. My doctor would say, "Nice shades." By the way, you have terminal cancer. Yeah, and Larry's like, "Yep, spot yep. on." Like, that's exactly yeah. what they should be doing. Um, and Rosie's, you know, Larry, you know, what you're suggesting could be interpreted by some as mean or insensitive. <laughs> like, just FYI.
2: Yeah, my my issue, just so you know about the scene, is like, I'm is Jeff is Jeff Rosie's agent?
1: I don't think we've been given any reason to think that before.
2: So what, like? we know that Rosie asked Larry after this lunch, but is Rosie friends with Jeff also? Like, I'm just not, so Rosie's in LA, which, okay, she's in LA from time to time, even though she's based in New York, that's fine. But I just don't understand, like, so she asked Larry to lunch, and I'm not sure what Jeff's doing there. I just don't really
1: understand. I maybe. mean, she, I mean he, she might, maybe she knows Jeff from whatever. He would maybe. be like, oh, yeah. well, let's invite Jeff. I mean, yeah. I don't think no, that's, that's Rosie. Right. Like, if she knows Larry, she probably knows Jeff. Like, Jeff's his, like, right-hand man for many years. He's yeah. the come-with guy. He's always around.
2: Yeah, but, like, when i'm visiting like so when i visit um israel for example i'll make a point of seeing akiva but akiva's best friend who i also know but aren't like that good friends with isn't going to come along necessarily right well, sometimes sometimes he has actually
1: yeah also what, what another thing i would suggest is that what i've uh learned from some of my uh shenanigans in trying to contact potential guests for this podcast mm-hmm. um yes. is you know by you you know seeing often who's uh who the representative agents are in various capacities yeah. and a lot of these people have a lot of different people that work for them so jeff could be involved so, so like jeff could be just like involved somehow on a specific deal oh chester's very excited about something probably something with sports cool. yeah the Minnesota sports?
2: wild are uh, oh the wild
1: oh okay did they did they win in overtime no they scored a goal though they're uh okay just a regular goal okay I mean what's it's hockey st- playoffs. goals are uh No know, no goals. no I no, I agree. I'm just trying to get the lay of the land. I don't know where we are. I didn't know we were watching a game. I wasn't told. Yeah, the, the twins are, <laughs> I okay. thought we were doing a podcast.
2: No, we're doing a podcast. I didn't react because I don't care about the twins anymore, but this is playoff hockey. So yeah. I have it on the awesome.
1: back. No, it's all good. I don't I don't really care. Uh, but I'm <laughs> technically I'm angry at you. <laughs> okay.
2: Um
1: yeah. Okay, so what's the score? It's one nothing. One nothing, okay. Yeah, late in the second
2: period. And they second won one Okay, okay. That's a nice game
1: one they won game one, one nothing. And no, so no. If it, one, it, one, one, at that point one nothing could hold up. Yeah. There's a seven minutes left in the second period. Also, so. like now if you score one additional goal, like you win the game, probably. So yeah, it's yeah. good. Um, yeah. So Jeff is like, as you know, Rosie heads off, and Jeff's like, oh, like another example. Um, I'm gonna go get some new silverware. And by the way, Susie, I so oh want gosh. to divorce you. And by
2: you. the way, Vegas scored a goal in ten seconds.
1: <laughs> oh, so, and it's and it's gone. Yeah, it's one to one now.
2: Like literally uh-huh. instantly off the face off
1: yeah um so yeah let's try that one again um <laughs> no, I, yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> so uh rosie walks away and Jeff yeah. jokingly is like oh another example um hey i'm gonna go get some new silverware and by the way Susie, i so yeah. want to divorce you yeah uh, i yeah, like another. this example yeah, so Jeff's, Jeff's example is uh, what what Mike calls kidding on the square yes but
2: also like he had a chance because they were separated he fought his way back in so
1: he wants to yeah well I think we can de- deconstruct like when Jeff says I so want to divorce you like he could mean like I wish like I was like able to divorce you but like I'm not going to like yes I would give say, up everything yeah. that I, like that I, I have at say, this point start yeah. from scratch like I wish like I, I could just get rid of you but like that's not how this is going to work so like we're still together
2: yeah, I would I would propose that the Jeff Susie relationship is almost the same way that like a politician, like if you want to run for president, you have to be married because just like, you know, the American public won't tolerate somebody who's uh, not married for whatever reason. If, if you cheat on your spouse constantly, you know, that's totally fine, of course. Yeah. But um, and so I think sort of the same way, like Jeff, because he's such a creep, I think that if he wasn't married with a family, he'd have even a harder time getting clients, especially like, you know, female clients. So I think right. for professional reasons, it's beneficial for him to have a spouse.
1: Yeah, and, like, I just feel like Jeff for sure is just, like, a very path of least resistance type of guy. Like, he's the come-with guy. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to, like, go live in an apartment somewhere and start from scratch and have to deal I with, I mean, like, he custody. told Susie, if they
2: ever get divorced, 50-50, whatever, you take the 50% you yeah. want. He was trying no, to Right. <laughs> he's like, no, him. go fuck yeah. you. I'm taking it all. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so,
2: yeah yeah he, he knows a divorce with, with Susie would be probably worse than a marriage to Susie
1: yeah so I feel like he's kind of saying like I so want to divorce you I know I never will yeah. but like I want to like I'm that's my fantasy is to divorce you yeah <laughs> yeah um also I feel it's not that he, he it's not that he just wants to be divorced from Susie like he wants to divorce her like he he wants it to be that like I'm leaving you because you're horrible <laughs>
2: Well, but I mean, I don't know because the problem is then he knows she would be miserable to him. If, I, I think that if she were to leave him and like cheat on him or something and feel bad and like not remember, like, because when, when he proposed a divorce to her that one time, she went nuts on him. So if she was the one leaving, then maybe she'd be nicer to him. I don't know. Anyway,
1: yeah, probably not. There's probably yourself, no scenario where Susie is nice to Jeff.
2: Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, so by the way, so Jeff asked Larry how the writing of this episode is going, of uh, the Seinfeld episode is going. Which is like, so Larry's just writing the Seinfeld episode solo, like Jerry has no input with no input with it whatsoever.
1: Um, Well, you know, maybe Jerry and
2: Larry should be getting together every week to like or every day to write the same way like Jerry and George did when they were writing Jerry in Seinfeld. Yeah.
1: So maybe they have like weekly meetings where they kind of like brainstorm ideas and then they like head off to their respective selves, you know, do some writing on their own, some thinking and then they reconvene. I I mean, of course, the real uh... answer
2: is, yeah, that they had a limited number of episodes that Jerry was going to appear on Curve
1: this season. Yeah, it but, is yeah. interesting how in almost every episode they do drop in Seinfeld. Well, they,
2: they have to mention it to remind us, even though Jerry is completely wall. He's, like, not at all involved. But why
1: But why do they have to remind us? Is this just, like, a marketing thing? They just wanted to make sure to, like, no, you're like, you're watching the right thing. This is still the Seinfeld season. Continue watching.
2: I mean, it's a significant plot point of the season. I feel like, you know, it's, like, the main overarching story of the season.
1: Right. If but they didn't like, mention it,
2: we'd sort of wonder, like, hey, what the hell's going on? Where are the Seinfelds?
1: I guess, uh, I don't right. think it's so, a they, so it's thing, just think. to like let the viewer know like we know Seinfeld the story is still going yeah. don't yeah, worry exactly. this, is ju- this is just this is just pretend episode. it's totally
2: yeah it's like you know when Larry's invested in a restaurant they don't necessarily have to mention that every episode because like Larry's investment in a restaurant isn't his like main employment but Larry writing the Seinfeld reunion would be like the main thing in his life at this period yeah so it'd be weird um, for it not to be mentioned by his manager if they have a meeting for example I think I don't know. I, I, th- I, think, I think it's an understandable question. I just think, I wish we had a couple scenes of Larry and Jerry getting together, you know, um, to, to, to write, so up, you, write about So you or... think,
1: like, on the card for this episode, for Jeff and Larry's conversation is mention Seinfeld. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, does it rise to the level of the card? Maybe, maybe not, right? Like, a two-minute scene between Jeff and Larry might have been 45 minutes of recording, for all we know. So it may not have been in the card. It may have just come up at some point. Anyway, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Well yeah. ask When it comes on. Or Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, that's uh, question number one for Jeff. In the yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the scene where you and Larry with, yeah, with, see, it's, with, uh, between, it's between it's before, it's after Rosie O'Donnell gets up but before she comes back. I'm sure you remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you and Larry talk about like not really anything that important yeah. other than A like Right. Yeah. And just throw it like was that on the card of yeah. like must mention Seinfeld's storyline? Yeah.
2: I mean, most of the guests that we've had when they talk about their specific scenes, they do know it was on the card. But again, that was like their one episode or their one. scene. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was that a note from HBO to promote the Seinfeld? (laughs) That's what it was. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. So Rosie is going to now return to the table and the bill comes and a fight ensues between Larry and Rosie. And uh, that's what we're going to uh, listen to for our first clip this episode.
0: I'm really looking forward to it. Hey, sorry about that. Hey, hey, no problem. Oh, my kid never stops calling me anymore. You Thank you I very you much. Listen, I had a great time. I got that. No, it's okay. It's huh? fantastic. It was a wonderful lunch. I got that. Come on. No, seriously, I put my hand on it. Josie, I invited you. Come on, it's the inviter who picks up. At first dibs, I touched it first, Larry. I asked though. I think I think that gets priority. Who get what gets priority on a check? Ask her or, or 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 touch uh, it. What does he judge, Judy? Huh? He doesn't get. I put my hand on it. Yeah, but I asked you to lunch, so you can't just grab the check if someone has the check, Larry. That is absurdly rude. I asked you to lunch. No, uh, this is my place. No, It's what not it's my place. My, pleasure. my, pleasure. No, no, my son. Right. Give me the check, Rosie.
3: Come hey, on.
2: Uh, did we talk about the series of women that Larry has gotten into physical fistfights with on this show? I feel like we talked about that. Was that on the
1: air or off the of air? We I think Wayne Fetterman asked us if we oh. had, if you if you if one of the things that you tracked in your spreadsheet was that Larry had gotten into a fight where he ends up on the floor. Yes. Well um, it, and, it happens and, here. Yes.
2: <laughs> Rosie gets on the floor. By the way, Larry's completely right. If you invite someone to lunch,
1: yeah, the people think you're
2: peg. Now, I don't think you need to get in a physical fist fight over it, obviously. But <laughs> No,
1: yeah. So this is one of my uh pet peeves on this episode. Uh, this is an episode that I'm gonna be, I think, mostly very high on, but there's just mm-hmm. like a couple things that don't quite work. This fight is very stupid. Like, like no one would be like this animated over like I was the one who's supposed to pay for but, the but, bill. But,
2: oh, I'm gonna disagree here. I have been um I remember I've been at meals where like my dad and like one of his brothers in laws, like my mom's, you know sister's husband like they've got it's like no i'm paying no i am paying no, i'm paying and like they haven't got into a physical fistfight but they're also not larry david and Rosie, like on the on the curve
1: but like wouldn't in like, any, any normal scenario there i'm paying i'm paying fine let's split it like how like this is not that hard to resolve if, like... but they're
2: longtime friends and I, I i i i don't i don't need to i don't need to get too upset about this one
1: i think it's fine i thought it was okay fine. but your team larry that the uh the invitee gets over the grabby
2: yeah it is, but it is ironic how, like, when they go with the Brodies, they're complaining that the Brodies never pay. Here, of course, he wants to pay.
1: Right, but that's right. That to me, that's part of why this is so ridiculous that, like, Larry David would care about this. He'd just be like, oh, you want to pay? Great. Enjoy it. Yeah.
2: Listen, we need a reason for, uh, for Larry to get in a fight with Rosen here.
1: Um, right. So, agreed. Like, I very much like the energy of their fights. I just don't think this one is like, remotely realistic, I mean, even also, for Larry David. They're both very what we know about Larry David.
2: They're both very famous people. This is in a cell phone era, as we'll know from, like, other uh, scenes of this uh, season. So, yeah. if Larry, David, and Rosie was <laughs> talking about a physical fist fight at a restaurant, there'd be, like, it'd be on YouTube, a million versions of it instantly.
1: Yeah, all angles. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and, like, when Larry gets, you know, oh, I heard, when Ted Dan says, oh, I heard Rosie kick the shit at you, like, Larry wouldn't be able to deny it, because it would have been, like, it would have been, like, on right. TMZ, it would have been, be like, trendy. on page six, it'd be everywhere, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have to play himself on, uh, as Bernie Sanders. Get, I uh, think this, happened. what,
2: 2009, wasn't this when those, like, Korean um, cartoon versions of things were very popular? Do Hold, you remember that?
1: Not really. <laughs> I yes,
2: you do. If, if I show you one, you would be like, oh, yeah, I did these
1: for d- every story. Like, Charlie be.
2: Sheen would go crazy. It was, like, Japanese. I'm pretty sure. Maybe could you're Korean, but I think it might have been Japanese, actually. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we should be story, talking about this. Telling a news story about something happening in America and they would have these cartoons which were, like, very over the top of, like, the, uh, the real people. It was mostly with, like, celebrity stories and things, like, listeners will know what i'm talking about
1: fair enough i I, yeah. I, I i don't if I send you, you
2: examples of these you'll be like oh yeah those things they, they were like a big thing for like a couple of years i believe um, you and then they totally disappeared so yeah there would have been definitely one with larry and rosie O'Donnell. Is my point
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah i'll agree with that okay. it sounds <laughs> like you're right even though i don't know what the thing that you're talking about what it is um so yeah, so we're uh, with Larry now. He is uh, back on the street, having walked out of a Baskin Robbins with an ice cream in hand. And okay, he... by the
2: way, I'm looking it up. It was 2010, 2011 is when it was very popular. Okay. So this episode's 2009. So the animation that turns the headlines—Korean animation. It was Korean, by the way.
1: Okay, um,
2: cool. Hilarious Korean. Um, all right. Anyways, so yeah, so it was it was 2010, 2011. So maybe maybe a little bit after this. Uh... Mm-hmm. When was the Charlie Sheen thing? I feel like that was a very prominent one. I don't remember. When did he go crazy? All right, whatever. Yeah.
1: All right. When did he go crazy? How many times? Yeah. <laughs> that one right. specific so time. We're, we're
2: back with Larry. He's uh,
1: he loses the fight. Uh yeah. So we're we loses the fight, and I guess to recover from the fight, he heads over to uh, Baskin Robbins to have some ice cream. And he's uh, exiting the Baskin-Robbins with his ice cream in his hand, and he bumps into the Fowlers, who are the couple who are hosting the concert that Larry uh, was planning on attending with the uh, Cheong, the, uh, the uh, Korean violinist. Yeah, I definitely and... have an
2: issue, by the way. Sorry, what? My, my issue with this scene, and it's the same whenever we see these, like, close friends of Larry's who we've never seen before or again. Like, they're such good friends with Larry that they're inviting to this concert. And yet they're totally shocked in the scene by Larry being normal Larry, which is like very rude and insulting and inappropriate. But like, it's it's totally unsurprising if you know Larry David at all in the world of Kirk
1: yeah um although i will i will say that this is like i think one of the worst things that larry does in like one of these like faux pas situations like this is just like completely beyond the pale of like asking someone does your is like your adopted chinese baby going to be like stereotypically chinese or will they be like (laughs) this is like beyond what larry david would do i I mean
2: honestly i thought that the next question was much more offensive which is maybe just because i have some um personal experience with um been adopted and you know like mental illness and personality disorders and stuff but when he asked oh like, yeah like, no they're both they're both that, very that part brushes. to me is much worse like the chopsticks thing is so stupid that it's almost like okay he's a comedian and he's like trying a bit it's like racist and dumb but it's, I don't know right it, it, it's so dumb that it's almost okay whereas like the other thing is just like objectively bad I think
1: yeah I don't know um Keith would probably say that his worst transgression was referring to her as Kelsey Grammer aka Frazier
2: yeah
1: <laughs> That was a um, fans. So,
2: Kelsey, I guess it's K E L C I E when it's a girl's name, right? It's I Like a different probably. name altogether. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah anyway. like, like Travis Kelsey. Hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that's a last name. But yeah. Yeah.
2: I never thought of him as a two first name guy, but I guess he is. And so is his brother. Yeah.
1: He, maybe if he had a daughter, Kelsey, that would be wild. Yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey. Or a son. Or a son. Yeah. Great name for a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So, let, let's. I sort of or jumped different. the gun. Let's talk about what does Larry actually say to these uh, people?
1: Um, I mean that's pretty much what he says. He says, yeah. Um, <laughs> A, have you ever have you noticed thus far that he has she has a proclivity for using chopsticks? Chopsticks, yeah. Um, they're like, Yeah, she's also a kung fu master. Yeah. Um, and he says, Larry's just like, listen, I'm just wondering if you took a Chinese kid <laughs> and an American kid, and both of them have never used chopsticks before, would the Chinese kid have an edge? Just you know, the first time she uses chopsticks, just Give me a call. Let me uh, let me know. I'm interested. Um, she's like she uses a fork. Um, yeah. So and then yeah, the second thing you said is like, do you ever worry that she might be like a psychotic, like or whatever? Which is obviously not a uh, you know yeah. proper nomenclature these days uh, or those days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is yeah, this is just both both of these questions. I, I agree. The second one is worse than the first, but I think they both they're both very bad. It's, it's even uh, for Larry, it's unsurprising that Larry's
2: gonna get a disinvite
1: to the Gion concert, yeah. So, yeah, they walk off, so it is date night. Larry, right, do we know niece. what
2: is the point of the concert? Is it like a fundraiser for something? Um, it seems like an NRSDC type event, right? Yeah, like, it Atlanta does seem like an event,
1: event, but if it's like if it is, then like, would they really disinvite someone because then you're oh, I guess they're like, yeah, you, you don't you still Right. Yeah. Right. If you're hosting
2: someone at your house who just said a bunch of like offensive, racist shit about your kid. I feel like. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. You could re- you could just invite, and then yeah, yeah, you shouldn't expect a donation though. Then. Yeah. Uh, but what if they've already paid? Yeah, you could still this invite. It's your house. Yeah. Man's house. You can do whatever you want. Mm, yes. Um. So yeah, it's date night, and Larry and Denise out for a, a night on the town. Yeah, I love. By the way,
2: he's wearing a sweatshirt on his date. <laughs> He, he dressed up in a suit when he went on his date with the exterminator to the children's uh, performance. Right. But yeah, when he's going on a real date with a girl who he's trying to get with, yeah, he wears a sweatshirt.
1: Yeah. Well, he's not is he, tra- is he trying to get with her? I don't think so. And for the outside, I think he wants be- to get he, this be- over with. Oh,
2: because at this, well,
1: at know, this juncture, we'll <laughs> I think perhaps you're right. I, Although he's not interested in her. Yeah. He's doing he doesn't want to be look like as, as an asshole. Like oh, up I see like, what right? you're saying.
2: OK, so he's not trying too hard on purpose.
1: Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's not putting on his, you know, a game because like, yeah. he doesn't care. He's going through the motions so they could go out yeah. once. He can say, you see, I'm not an asshole. I dated the woman in the wheelchair. Okay. You know, that's this fair. is not going to work out. I think that's his plan.
2: We're going to have to track his outfits for dates. though. I think he dresses pretty casual on a lot of dates.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, so he's like, you know, pushing her into the restaurant and he's like, you know, this is hard work. You know, you'll have to get an electric wheelchair for the second date. And, you know, she laughs a little. Um, La- I mean, Ra- Larry really should just buy her that model that makes it like you're almost glad you're handicapped. <laughs> yeah. That's the model you want.
2: I was surprised I mean, by, like, no reference to, like, any of this. I, mean, I guess Larry David never really makes Seinfeld references on Curb. But the fact that there was a whole story about a woman in a wheelchair in Curb, at, in Seinfeld, excuse me. And this is the and, co- and, and period and of a, Curb. And a, and a, when and a Seinfeld, handicapped spot. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it should have come up, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we um, quote
2: Seinfeld all the time, and we didn't make the show. <laughs>
1: yeah, but we know it better than them.
2: Yeah, but it's just because Seinfeld is like literally here for the season of Curb, so I feel like it'd be more in the ether for him. But
1: I guess right, not. somebody might have been like, "Wait, this sounds familiar." <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, um, on Seinfeld, there was one woman in a wheelchair, and on this episode, there's
1: two. Right. So yeah, we're just uh, double in the wheelchair. In Larry's next show, there'll be a four woman. A wheelchair episode. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, this restaurant is um, shockingly not ADA, ADA compliant for what seems like it's probably a high end restaurant. Um, they have just a very steep looking staircase, well, no do ramp.
2: Do you not recognize this restaurant? Because we've been to this restaurant many times before.
1: Oh, it did look familiar. I still this is the sure. restaurant
2: that accused Larry of stealing a fork.
1: Uh huh. Okay. Where, where,
2: where later there was the HBO, uh, excuse me, where there was the network meetings, right, when he had to wear the thing.
1: Right, right, you know, right. The, the thing, yeah, that I steal forks from restaurants. <laughs> yeah.
2: Also, the restaurant where, um, the woman with the star tattoo ran into right. Uh, Cheryl. Right. So yeah, yeah, but yeah I'm surprised yeah. that Larry's back at a restaurant that has accused him of stealing a fork. It seems like a strange place to go back to. Maybe that made her D left. I hope so. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's a very strange decision.
1: Very poor decision. Um. Yeah, so, you know, this doesn't really... So Larry's like, maybe I'll try to carry you up the stairs. And she's, like, not so into it, but he kind of insists. And this obviously does not go well. Uh, she's, like, way heavier than he anticipated. And then, like, he finally gets all the way to the top and realizes that now he has nowhere to put her. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, this is kind of dark, but... As is a lot of this episode, but it all just kind of works. And it's, like... So I'm very
2: confused. Like, is he... At this point, is he interested in another date or not? Because he's really insistent to go to this restaurant. But, like, those painful noises as he lifts her would, like, you know, are incredibly insulting, obviously, to tell a woman, like, you're so heavy, I can barely carry you. So, I don't know. I'm very confused by his motivations at this point.
1: Yeah. Why is he so desperate to go to the restaurant? I just think he wants to just, like, look like a good guy.
2: Is Is this the actions of a good guy?
1: I don't know. He wants to be perceived as a good guy. He's being an asshole, right? Because yeah. like, he doesn't want. like he, wants to be
2: good guy. You just want. To he be didn't
1: want to be the guy yeah. who's like, oh, I'm having a great time schmoozing this woman in a in a restaurant in a in a coffee shop, and then oh, but she's in a wheelchair, so therefore, yeah, yeah, like yeah. now I'm not. Well, interested I that. Yeah. So like, he's just like, I think like overcompensating mm. to like be like, just like, oh, I'm such a good guy that like I'm gonna go do everything to like, you know, take care of this woman and like go along for the show that I'm game for the date. <laughs> and wants to just like go through the motions and be done and not date a woman in a wheelchair because that's not what he wants yeah, um, that's yeah. What I the, the,
2: the decision making to carry her up and I, I, get, I get that they want the physical humor but very serious
1: decision yes. by Larry here uh, so yeah so we uh, they head into dinner and Larry's really you know complaining about his back uh, Denise is not very moved by these complaints probably because she's in a wheelchair <laughs> um, Larry's like oh this is terrible not going to be able to play golf tomorrow and then he's like, "Well, why do you can't you just use a cart? Like, what's the big deal?" And Larry initially claims that he always walks and doesn't use a cart. And then he Which really, we know re- is
2: false. Like
1: we yeah, no, I don't know why no, he bad. even yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, and he's that he's like, no, actually the opposite. Yeah, doesn't want to be
2: seen as a fan of walking in front of a wheelchair person. Yeah, he's very
1: sensitive. Yes, the only time he walks is to get from one place to sit to another place to sit. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I feel sometimes. <laughs> Sitting is great. Yeah. If uh, what's <laughs> better than walking? Walking is bad. Ugh, walking. <laughs> Larry, then, uh, yeah, Larry's like, hey, um, I feel like I'm kind of getting a bad vibe from you. Like, it seems like when I picked you up that you seemed disappointed. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. As you if know. he
2: didn't just like lift her up a bunch of stairs and complain the whole time about how heavy she was. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of reasons why there'd be bad vibes here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do. I think now, like the because, like the power is shifting in the dynamic. Where it's like, oh, now she's not into me. That's when he like regains but now he interest. wants her
2: because of that, maybe. Yeah, okay, I think so be. a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. So you know, kind of what happened is you were wearing a hat the first time that we met, and now when when you came to pick me up, you weren't, and I realized that you're bald. It's incredible read-
2: how much of an anti-baldite she is. Like, yeah, nobody great. would say that. I mean, I guess she's like, fuck you at this point. I don't care, but.
1: <laughs> right. It's and, like incredibly
2: uh, rude. You crazy to is... get hair plugs on a first date? That's insane. Nobody would yeah, yeah. do that. She,
1: she, goes, she goes a bit far. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, I'm I, not I... saying he doesn't deserve it, but yeah, I do like when Larry's like, listen, I get it. I had a hideout, and then Baldi showed up. Yeah. Um, well, Larry yeah. gets it
2: because Larry's obsessed with his baldness.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she really goes on heavy. She's like, why is that a problem? She's like, no, as long as it's not a problem for you. You're the one that has to live with it, go around being bald all the time. <laughs> plugs, plugs, you mentioned plugs yeah. to me? You sit at this table and mention yeah. hey, He's completely
2: right, though. It's an insane thing to mention to somebody
1: right on um, this is their first date yeah
2: Yeah. it's like telling someone they need a nose job on their first
1: date <laughs> yeah yeah no this yeah. is yeah this is very bad behavior it's funny yeah. this is a funny conversation yeah. yes <laughs> I, yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I do love you you mentioned drugs to me yeah yeah it's very good um well so Larry's like oh yeah well I didn't realize that you were in a real care touche <laughs> yeah oh <Owned. laughs> great move Larry <laughs> yeah <laughs> You think you're depraved? This is depraved. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, oh, you didn't know that I was a wheelie. Um, and Larry's like, yeah. So like, what is the right term? Is it handicapped, disabled, challenged? Are you yeah, challenged? Apparently. And yeah. she's like, yep, right now I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Larry does one of his patented, okay. Yeah. I love when he does that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know which of those uh, terms are, uh, are correct or not correct. Uh, we're just quoting the show. Um, yeah, I feel like today it, it would like they would get in trouble for her being played by someone who's just pretending to be in the wheelchair.
2: Um- yeah, no, I've never heard wheelie. I think uh, disabled
1: is the preferred term. Yeah, wheelie but, is yeah, probably not, not right. Uh, don't, don't, certainly don't go around saying wheelie on our dime.
2: I, I think, I think she can say it of her own volition. Yeah, but I don't know if you should go around saying it to people. Right, like, except can't she know.
1: because she's an actor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rules of this. Oh, anymore. I see what you're saying. Got it. Okay. Yeah, the rules have gotten complicated, but yeah, just, you know, pro- probably just uh, be respectful. Err on the side of not saying wheelie. That's probably yeah. not the, the best term. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Larry's like, okay, yeah, you be driving your home, and he assumed, you know, this is the end of the date, you know, given it hasn't really gone the best. And she surprisingly invites him in. And Larry yeah. at first is, like, reluctant. He's like, no, I should probably get going. And she's like, oh, like, because I'm handicapped? And then you see again, he immediately, like, springs into action. He's like,
2: Okay, it could have stop, just been like, no, because we've had a terrible date where you're an anti ball died and we insulted each other a million times. Like, there's a right. lot of reasons this was not a great date. Right,
1: but like, he doesn't want to be. You, so, do, here's the question Do you think that this is Denise's move? That like, anytime she like ropes a guy in, she just guilts them with like, oh, it's because I'm handicapped. And like, therefore, she like uh, strings them along. Because like, I feel like Larry wanted to end the date and she, like she uses her disability as a weapon.
2: Listen, you've got all dolled up. You've gone out. Like at this point, you just want to like get some. You know, I understand that motivation.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but like it works on Larry. Larry's like totally, yeah, like I don't want to get pegged with the anti disabled uh, yeah. you know, label. So, you know, yeah, okay. I'll come Maybe in. she likes him. I don't know.
2: Or maybe she sees, you know, Cheryl put in her time and maybe gets 200 million. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. Who knows what her motivation is? Um, okay. So we head inside, and I think we're going to have a lot to discuss now coming up here. Yes. <laughs> This is this is an all time great curb scene, and it's I, it it feels wrong, but it's really so the, just. It's, well, and this it's, is the one it's, where it's I have. Stuff.
2: You know, you had issues with the fight with Rosie. I have issues here, like. You know, like. The, the whole physical comedy of the wheelchair makeout—like she would know how this works,
1: right? Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> she has a lot of experience, and she wouldn't just sort of sit there as he flails about and like I don't know, <laughs> especially like. Like she was very DTF despite him being an asshole who had just expressed no interest in coming in. Like she still wanted him to come in, so she yeah. would have sit there and put in no effort unless she's like, you know what, fuck this guy, I'm gonna make him do the work. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah. When they, answer. when yeah, we're skipping ahead, but when they, uh, when she finally says, okay, we could just go to the bedroom. I have written my notes. Well, why didn't you say so?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe she's uh, punishing. Nah, that could be.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we we get this like first like he's kind of like sizing up the situation. And he's like looking at her, like he's like making like a circle around. He's like, okay, okay, I'm gonna figure out how to do this. <laughs> and you know, he first like he tries to crouch, and he like he stands on the top of the coffee table, and he's like trying to like kiss her from a- on top. Um, yeah. he's like sitting and wrapping her legs, and then he's there's one where he's like his body's like sprawled across the couch. Yeah, and then it starts rolling away. Yeah, yeah. Then he sits on her lap, and then yeah. my favorite is where he's like planking. Yeah. <laughs> he, like across her lap, and like with his hands on the floor and his other feet yeah. there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he finally gives up, and they head to the bedroom, and <laughs> he does this very crazy thing, where he just like goes really fast and like pushes her into the bed.
2: Yeah, I, I have no idea why does he do that. There's no explanation.
1: <laughs> it's completely loud He goes completely insane. He's completely lost his marbles here. This is insane behavior. Um. But she doesn't seem bothered by this. She's just like, whatever, we're in bed now, good. Okay, now here, I want to unpack this sex scene because I had a lot of questions about the mechanics here. So we cut, we see, we see like for our first shot is, that we see some clothes, we come up to the bed and we see like four legs, like kind of interlocked. Yeah. And like they're doing that thing, Kerb always shoots sex scenes like this with like the legs just like flailing about because I think okay. like what like one thing Kerb likes to do a lot is like make sex look like funny and ridiculous yeah. because and like clumsy, um, and so here it's like so their legs are all interlocked, so it looks like they're all like um like you know what, what's the word from side where you don't they do you can't uh, lock in, you can't lock in. All right, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Anyway, um.
2: I was thinking of the expression legs akimbo. What does that that's mean? Oh, that's the expression that came to mind for me. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah. And it, it seemed like their legs are, are are on par with each other. But then when we go more towards the bed, Larry is down near her nether regions.
2: Well, I, they engage in two different activities. They started with nope. Submissionary, and then he went down. No, it's,
1: it's a continuous it's a continuous shot.
2: Oh, that is one shot? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's an error you're saying because
1: clearly it's an like, error it's, just, it's it's intended to be one it's it's intended but, 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 to be but we in the know same like, moment. but the whole point of the scene is that he's going down on her and she has no reaction that's eventually but it's it's, it's yeah. I'm just saying it's just look it, every I I want to know what like either a the Larry's weird contortions of the body that he was able to do to like if you do this it's interesting too, if Larry David could do that mm. um, he shouldn't have so much trouble with the move then <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying it, 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 something looked very off to me about okay. the mechanics there but anyway um yeah so yeah uh, denise is just you know she's bored out of her mind nothing is happening uh just wasted my time
2: now again here i think that she's probably doing it to sort of tease him and like fuck this guy because like you know like if if her non-reaction is related to her condition the nice thing to do would be to reassure your your you know your sexual partner like don't worry like you know i don't have feelings or whatever and again, I don't know what her injury, like what, what the cause of her being in a wheelchair is, but a normal thing to do. If, if in fact, the reason you had no reaction was because of that, you would say that to the person. So they wouldn't wonder, but yeah. I think that whether it is or not, she's like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm not going to tell him basically.
1: Yeah, and listen, I don't have a lot of uh, expertise in this area, let's say, but I feel like nobody it's is, like, so bad at, like, nobody's, yeah. like, unless there's, like, some issue, physical issue, yeah. no one is, like, so bad at sex that, like, the person is just like, oh, I didn't even realize that you were there. But
2: that is a thing in Seinfeld, then, in Curb, right?
1: Yeah, but, like, that's but not, yeah. the
2: time. This There's the time George is trying to move. Well, but the reason I think is, it's not it's not that necessarily every time you're doing something the person is enjoying it but if it's like a fir- if you're like in a long term relationship with somebody they'll stop you and say hey this isn't good do this instead but often if it's the first time you might just sort of fake it you know to use it, like pretend that you're into it when you're not because again why be addicted to somebody you've just met and who's trying so yeah but uh, again I think, I think her attitude to this whole scene is screw this guy I'm uh, putting in no effort here and I'm going to make him feel bad about himself yeah I think that's what her motivation is
1: Fair enough. So, um, back home, and Larry has received a message from one John Fowler, officially disinviting him from the concert uh, due Shot to him, him being a, uh, a racist. With the, with the wife in a, the background, which is great. Right. She's like cursing him out in the background. Yeah. Um, and as um, as Larry finishes listening to the message, um, Leon walks in, and that will be our next uh, bonus scene. Yeah, great to have some Leon.
3: What's up, man? <laughs> you got in kind of late last night, right? <laughs> that was the day we did our chick. I don't kiss and tell. Come on, man. Well, well, I'll just give you the, the bare
0: bones of it, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're giving it to it, right? Yeah, and there was like no reaction at all.
3: Hmm. And I don't
0: know if it was because I was bad and didn't know what I was doing, or if it's just her
3: condition. Did you bring it? I brought it. You did your thing?
0: Yeah.
3: And no response at all? You fucking brung it. You really fucking brung it, man. It doesn't matter what the fuck is wrong with her. Coma, fucking handicap, any (laughs) of that shit. I don't think you fucking brung it. I'm telling you I brung it. I know when I bring it, and I know when I don't bring it, and I brought it. You did your fucking thing. Yes. You did a dizzle on her, right? I did what? The dizzle. The dizzle? You You did your dizzle on her, right? Yeah, I did my Disney. That means you did yeah. your fucking thing, right? do no fucking yes. Response, right? Yes. Bring the fucking ruckus to that ass, Larry. Oh, yeah. oh, why? You, I suppose you think you could have gotten a response. You goddamn right. Larry. Bullshit. I would have had an ass tap dancing, Larry. I don't fuck around. Give me her goddamn number. I go over there and twist that ass up, Larry. I'm not giving you a spin number. been that bitch like Beckham, oh, goddamn God God. I have her ass like a goddamn press. You should have broke that ass in two pieces. You know what I'm saying? You should have came back with the bottom half of that ass. You know what I mean? What you gonna do? I don't know. I don't really like her that much, but she cornered me for dinner. Oh no, fuck that. Oh, oh, you gotta break up with her ass. I have to do it when I see her. You can't break up with a handicapped person by phone, right? Nah, impossible. Uh -uh. Nah, you got to do it face to face. It's not going to be easy.
2: Nah, I I don't don't agree, by the way.
1: Yeah, I don't know why not.
2: Yeah, except that you need them to get together again. But why? Now, I mean, I will say if you if you stop a person on the first date, then you imply that you like them. But you don't need to have a date just to break up with somebody in general nobody wants that nobody wants the awkward interaction of going to a place spending time with a person in a place right to have yeah. to like to have to sever um i was just reading uh, seth rogan's book uh, over the weekend and he talks about that like when he broke up with his first agent and like he like they had a scheduled meeting so he showed up to the meeting and his plan was to do it right away but before he had a chance to the agent they were at a restaurant the agent had already like ordered food for both of them and he was like annoyed because now like you're trapped with like you don't want that like Nobody wants meetings where you're severing relationships in person. It's awkward.
1: So, one yeah, date, yeah. not necessarily. A second, a second,
2: whether someone's disabled.
1: Yeah, you. a second date you don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's you know a long-term relationship, sure.
2: Yeah, yes. I would not recommend like getting divorced over text message.
1: <laughs> right, especially if they're a, a handicapped person.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> e- even if they're not, but yes.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So they go on a second date. Um, for the for the purposes for the of purpose breaking of up,
2: breaking up, yes,
1: yes, and um, Larry is having trouble finding parking, and Denise is like, "Hey, you can park in the handicap spot because I have a permit." Yeah, and, never came up on uh, the first date, but yeah, this would there would be a, a an episode in season ten, I believe, either nine or ten, with Fred Armisen, where he had, where Larry borrows his uh handicap permit. Yes, yes. Um, so clearly, uh, handicap permits have often been on the mind of one Larry David. Yes. Um, and, you know, Larry's starting to see that maybe there could be some benefits to dating someone who is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get there, and even though they don't have a reservation, the fact that Denise is there allows them to skip straight to the head of the line. Uh, Larry's like, really? And they get a table right away. Otherwise, it would have been a 45-minute wait. The, resta- the restaurant even throws in a complimentary bottle of champagne and some glasses. Yeah, and this Larry's is like, a little overboard. Yeah, it's a little bit, but yeah, it's it's a little yeah. much. Uh, Larry's like, seriously, do you do this for everyone? They're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when Denise is like, hey, so like, what By is way, it? that The you-
2: the, uh, the waiter who brings the champagne, he both sounded to me and looked like Tom Papa, but he wasn't Tom Papa, just like a a Tom Papa type, I guess.
1: Oh, uh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So Denise is like, hey, so like, what is it that you like wanted to talk about that was so important? And Larry, like, he, like, makes up something about, like, his leg or something. Um, uh, because, like, he's like, hey, this is not a bad gig. I it's actually, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe it's good to have her as my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and, there, you know, the meal is progressing nicely. And it is uh, time for dessert, I think.
0: Hey, get off! Get
2: off! All right. Oh, hey. Yeah, you're going to. This pie is the best pie I've ever had in my entire
0: life. I love the pie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, th- this is uh, Denise, by the way. Ted? Hey. Hey. Uh, Hi. Oh,
1: hey, how are you? Hi. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you,
2: too. <laughs> very nice, very nice. A little surprising, but nice. <laughs> You're going to love this. It is the best piece of pie you've ever had.
0: Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm not eating dessert anymore. Just have one bite, have a bite, come on. I'm not in the mood, Ted. I don't, I, don't, I don't want it, thank you. It's a nice gesture, but you I'm not make, in the mood. You're making me look like an asshole. I had the option of ordering dessert, and I didn't want the dessert at the time, so I don't want the dessert.
2: Just have one little bite for my sake. I don't care, I
0: don't want your a a sake. I am friend. a friend. Uh, will you please? A friend? I don't have to take a bite just because you want me to, okay? So have a bite the you of the pie. I don't of the way,
1: I love when they start bullying the waiter. Put the pie down, put
0: the pie down. No, don't, here, take Take it. I don't want it. I oh, pick it. up the pie. Thank. Put the pie down. I'm not taking a bite. I don't want a bite. Take this fucking piece of pie and get it out of my face. Put the fucking pie don't down. Don't put that pie down. Do not put that pie down. God.
2: God damn it! You know something? I heard that Rosie O'Donnell beat the crap out of you.
0: Oh really? Yeah. That's, that's bullshit. What I bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That's bullshit. 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 She's saying that? Is that what she's saying? Get this thing away from me. Thank you very much, Rosie O'Donnell. That's bullshit, by the way. She got me down. Yeah, okay, I admit that. She got me down. And I could have I could have reversed it, but it was stopped. People interfered. That's all. That's the only thing that happened. how dare you go around spreading that rumor. Why are you
2: fighting women? <laughs>
0: she started it.
1: Amazing stuff.
2: Yeah, the, the whole scene's great. It, it's interesting to me how so many people, and we're gonna see like even more extreme example of this as they leave the restaurant, but the way Danson is like, he pretends as if she's not even there, the way he talks about her. Like, nice, surprising. Like, it's very awkward. You wouldn't say that in front of this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, Larry's a complete asshole here. Like, if somebody, if your friend comes over, it's like, hey, I sent you over for, like, as a gift. Like, the best pie I've ever eaten in my entire life. Like, you can have two bites. Of
2: course. But Larry's trying to lord it over,
1: um, Ted.
2: <laughs> I, can't I-, I understand Larry's motivation here yeah because you know larry doesn't really like ted in, in the first place and now he's got something that he can lord over which is the fact that he's a quote-unquote nice guy because he's dating a disabled person
1: so which, yeah but he could still have the pie he's doing it
3: yeah, yeah he can he, also he, still have
1: the pie yeah but he doesn't like that so now of course like ted like escalates it's beyond any point of like a re yes, whatever yes, but like course. larry's like initially in the wrong just like have two pieces of the pie it's fine yes that's it's right. probably delicious yeah um, this is the second straight week where we've had pie. Last week, was a, was a disgusting pie that Larry ate. This week, there was a delicious pie that he refuses to eat. So Larry is all over the place when it comes Very to pie. Very inconsistent when it comes to pie. Yeah, That's so- he should eat the good pie and not eat the bad pie. Larry, you're out of here. What are you doing here? Fair, fair. Um, so yeah, so Larry, Denise going for a little uh, post-dinner stroll after the lovely date. And they bump into John and Jamie Fowler again, the couple from the other day who are so impressed by Larry dating a woman in the wheelchair that they realize he must really be a nice guy and it was just a misunderstanding and he, they re-invite both of them to the concert.
2: And I absolutely love, like, my favorite fucking thing that Larry does is, like, how he says, he does, like, the that's not funny. He
1: says, <laughs> yes. I love, I love that.
2: <laughs> I love whenever Larry does that thing, like, where he sort of, um, like d- doubles down when he he's like in the rare moment of like the moral high ground and he's gonna like yeah. own
1: it. So yeah. it's yeah, right. He acts like every disapproving person that has judged him. All the time. <laughs> yeah, like okay, yeah, you're you're like you're the one you're the one to talk, on uh, that's not funny to something. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. uh, I, I, I just have, that said something. That's amazing.
2: I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. Yeah, um, so Larry, Jeff, Susie, Sammy at the beach the next day, and Larry and Jeff are just doing like a little uh, kibitzing about how annoying sand is. I am, of course, uh, in 100% full agreement well, with both of on. them. The beach is However, horrible.
2: Larry complains about having sand in his sneakers. What kind of idiots wear sneakers to the beach? You wear sandals to the beach or flip flops or something with open toes. Like Larry and Jeff are wearing socks and sandals on the beach, that's their fault.
1: Yeah. So one thing I'll say, I agree in general. One thing I'll say is like there's a lot of times where you go to the beach and it's like a very far walk from like where you park. until like you could with like all the stuff and like so it's like very annoying to like wear like flimsy shoes sometimes because it could be like a far walk where you can wear some
2: sandals that aren't flimsy. But even even if hypothetically you owe no shoes that are comfortable enough to walk in not on the beach, hypothetically, you could still change when you get to the top of the beach.
1: Yeah, whatever. Their fundamental I truth is never correct. Never worn
2: shoes with socks on a beach in my life.
1: Yeah, if you wear, fact, if you go I've to the beach, the beach,
2: when I've been at the beach in an unexpected beach visit, so I am wearing socks and shoes. The first thing I do before I sand is you take off your socks and shoes, and yeah, them no, you shoes yeah, no, like, yeah, you shouldn't wear socks.
1: You should wear socks and shoes. But if you go to the yeah. beach, there will be sand in your life for a minimum of seventy-two yes. hours. In your car, in your ears, yes. it doesn't it's go away. Very, it's very annoying. Yeah, yeah, you'll be in the shower three days later. There'll still be like some sand in your in oh, like yes. between your toes. I don't dispute any of that. Yes. Um, so, so Susie comes over and she essentially bullies Jeff into going for a walk on the beach, uh, with a series of increasingly aggressive requests, ultimately culminating in get off on, get off, get up off your fat ass and let's take a walk. It'll be romantic. Yes. However, the idea that Susie
2: would trust Larry David to watch Sammy in the ocean is the least realistic thing
1: I've ever seen on (laughs) show. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, he should be able to handle, like, just keep an eye on my, like... I know,
2: I know he should be able to. I don't think that Susie would ever trust him, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's one of these situations where it's, like, the odds that something bad is going to happen is, like, so minute. Sure. And, like, what you need to do in that situation is, like, so the bare minimum. Yeah. Which is just, like, you just need to, like, basically mildly pay attention and, like, look in the general direction Yeah. And- and just, like, not be on your phone. But that means if
2: we're not dealing with Larry David.
1: Yeah. And Susie's Um,
2: relationship to Larry David in particular.
1: Yeah, so Sammy starts screaming for help, and Larry's, uh, he's on his BlackBerry. Uh, Before rushing to help her, he first runs back to put away his BlackBerry. Then he he starts going again, and he realizes he's left his BlackBerry exposed, and it might get stolen. Yes. So he goes back a second time to cover it up with a towel, and by the time he heads back out for the third time, uh, Jeff has already rescued her, and Sammy is still screaming. And Susie's like, What the fuck did you do? You were supposed to be watching her. And Larry starts like, Oh, it wasn't my fault, the Blackberry. And it is un- an unbelievable scene. Uh, yes. Susie just grabs the Blackberry, throws it in the ocean, and starts. Her screaming. reaction is
2: completely correct, by the way.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Completely deserved. Um, so, yeah, so Larry is now without a Blackberry and he is uh, home with Leon and recounting the story to him in our next clip.
0: All my numbers, everything. Gone? Yeah, all gone. I don't have a record of any of those. Uh, You know, I I got nothing in there now. Oh, Denise called. What'd she say? Give her a call? I don't have her number or her address. Call information. I don't know her last name. She was in my BlackBerry under Denise Handicap. That's how I remember these names. Don't you do that in your Blackberry? You, you put names down with jobs, some association, so
3: you'll remember who they are. I've yeah, got Sean yeah. Yoga, you know, the yoga instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teresa Masseuse. I do the same thing. Like, right here, I got, look, look. Nancy, big tits. I know Nancy <laughs> got big-ass tits, you know what I mean? John L., sweet ass. That's the only way I know who the fuck it
2: is. It's smart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is smart.
2: Yeah, uh, well, let me ask you a question. So do you... um do you do names with uh, with jobs in your phone
1: book? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the only way to find them the next yeah. time. I'm not going to remember the guy's name. I put in like I have like Andrew electrician. Well, how, how is your mother described
2: in your in her, your mother's cell phone number in your contacts? Her full name, her, her name. Oh, OK. So this came up recently in one of my chats because I do complete full name, first name, last name, correct. You know, capitalization, spelling, et cetera, for everybody. And so um, when I was like sharing a screen grab of some text messages with my parents, I was like, you call your parents like in your phone? Like, and then there was a divide. Half people in this chat did what I do and half the people say mom and dad. Yeah, so I do the full names, but then if I don't know the, like, yeah, if they're like the, the plumber, then you have to put something about being the plumber, because that's the relevant piece of information. Not name. Yeah,
1: uh friend of the podcast, Jared Jerome's phone is entirely nicknames. Yes. yes um, yes. Much less useful than. It's very annoying. Yeah, yes. they're very, like, they, they have nothing to do with what your name is.
2: Yeah. It seems like, a, it's a shtick, but it seems it only makes his life less convenient.
1: Well, so. he he says he knows everyone. He knows what, you know, He he says he okay. knows what everyone is. Anyway, Fine. um, so yeah, so um, Larry is worried that like now it's going to look like I'm ghosting her. I'm like, that Larry David's a guy who ghosts handicapped women, yeah. and I'm going to become a social pariah.
2: Now, this so, was a serious thing in, in the era before you know transferring your data from phone to phone. Or, or I mean, right. excuse me, there was phone to phone tr- having your data backed up in the cloud. This was an issue. Um, except in this situation, she has his number and had just called him. So why would she, he think that she will never call him again between when she just called before when Leon answered and when the concert is?
1: Right. If she doesn't hear from him, she'll probably yeah. call him again and be like, hey, Larry, just want to check in again. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. But, uh, but, yeah, yeah, but he that's, doesn't that's, even. That's a, that's that's even, a, that's a very even... unfunny episode you just wrote, Chester. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> what if we instead we just have her call again? Well, yeah, they go to the concert yes. together. And it's I great. understand why it didn't happen that way. <laughs> Um, so they decide to go looking for her house and they're having trouble at first, but then Larry, um, you know, thinks he recognizes the neighborhood. Um, Leon is a lot says that, um, white neighborhoods are too clean, and as a result, every house looks exactly the same. Um, and then, sorry, sorry, they find what they think is her neighborhood, and they see another woman in a wheelchair, and Larry's like, maybe she knows Denise, and Leon's like, yeah, that makes total sense, and like what they agree is. That it's like kind of like this if like if Leon lived in an all white neighborhood, he would probably know yeah. the other black people there. While it's uh, obviously gonna be offensive to the woman in the wheelchair, it's not inherently the dumbest thing. Right. Yeah, I mean but, you still shouldn't do it because it's obnoxious. But it's yeah, I know.
2: Right. But if you see somebody who's Jewish or pregnant or anything, you're like, you know, you live in this area, maybe you're a part of a of an orga- of you know, a social club where you get together and discuss, you know, similar person, you know.
1: You yeah. look like a Jew. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking for this other guy who's a Jew.
2: Yeah, do you know no, him. I'm just saying, it's, it's not. You don't do it, but it's not like the absolute craziest.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. There's a there is a logic to it, but it's yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And uh, Larry uh, asked Leon if he was allowed to say brother, and he's like, yeah, no, totally fine. And, and he sa- even says it sounded perfect coming out of Larry's mouth. Yeah, so that's Larry, Larry's, Larry's uh, very flattered. Yeah, that. Larry's uh, riding high. Yeah. So Larry goes over to this woman Wendy, and he's like, "Hey, do you know Denise?" And she's like, "Sure, me Denise and Stephen Hawking hang out all the time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she is, however, also. Now, I a thought fan. for a
2: second she was Marissa Tomei. By the way.
1: Interesting. No, she's not. You did she's not a... think that for even one second. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. I mean, I, I kind of see what you're saying now, um, but no, that didn't. Uh, that didn't ring a bell for me. Um, yeah, but she is, however, also a fan of the violinist Chien because she was listening to her music yes. at that very moment. Yes, um, I love this. Like this cut of like she's like, "Oh, you would never have heard to her." To like cut to him pushing her into the concert. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, Which, we, we they don't need to spell everything out. We understand exactly what happened. Okay, so what is Lowry's thought process here? Why does he feel like he needs to bring Wendy to the concert?
2: Because he can't bring Denise because he thinks Denise isn't showing up anymore. Right, so why can't he just come alone and be like, "Hey, did
1: he? Yeah, sorry, did he? Spacked out?"
2: Because the reason that he was reinvited is because he had the wheelchair
1: woman. So he the thinks he must produce. He yeah. must produce a woman in a wheelchair to attend this concert, any, yes. and any and any woman in the wheelchair will do.
2: Yeah. Now, does does he think that no one's going to notice, or is he just going to try and like decide it doesn't? matter? I'm not exactly his motivation in, in regards to those issues.
1: Yeah, and it's like it also raises the question: like, are you? dating two women in the wheelchair at the same time that because now it's like it's gone from larry's a nice guy until larry has a weird fetish for women in wheelchairs yeah.
2: but he hasn't been on enough dates with denise where he's not
1: allowed to be dating somebody else oh i agree because i probably just don't
2: bring somebody else to the event that you invited the first person to <laughs> yes
1: yeah i would just think if i knew a friend who was like larry david and very vain and would be like the last person i could imagine sincerely wanting to date someone in a wheelchair I would be very confused if then he was all of a sudden dating back to back two women in a wheelchair. Like, what the hell? Now, what's going on with this guy? Well, but because he learned that there's advantages dating someone in a wheelchair, <laughs> had, so just because opinions. he can't
2: get Denise doesn't mean he doesn't want you know to, to get the free champagne and
1: skip the line and everything else. Yeah. Well, he the, pops all those perks. Yeah. So well, the, yeah the Fowler's are yeah completely nonplussed. So they're just like, I don't even know how to react to this. Well, guy. yeah.
2: I mean, what what could you say if you're not like if you're Jeff or Ted, you could say something, but if you're like uh, in a, uh, an acquaintance.
1: There's really nothing you can say in that situation. But also, from their perspective, Denise is at the party. Yeah,
2: so the, yeah I guess the Fowlers know that. So, but, so uh, they're,
1: like, extra confused. They're like, <laughs> oh, that's so you, true. So you I came to the
2: party. Yeah, at this scene, I forgot that she was – yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, so Larry uh, spots Rosie, and he runs back over to confront her about, you know, what are you doing telling people this story about how you kicked my ass? This true story, yes.
0: Oh, do Hey, Larry. How are you? What's this? What? You're going around telling everybody you kicked my ass? What about it? You didn't kick my ass. I keep hearing from people you <laughs> kicked my ass. I most certainly did, Larry. No, you didn't. You didn't In you. a very crowded restaurant with witnesses. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're getting that interpretation from. All I had to do was make one more move, and you were dead. That—that's what they all say. One more move, it was over, Larry. I had you. Boom, boom, you were down. Bullshit. What can I tell you, Larry? Sometimes you're an asshole. Oh yeah, I'm an asshole. Yes. Oh, you really? Yes. Well, assholes don't go out with the disabled, okay? yeah check that out yeah he's so about the that girl's my date in the, chair. in the chair let me tell you something she's not my first <laughs> yeah i date the disabled all right so you yeah. got me on that but doesn't mean you're not an asshole but when it comes to checks Restaurants. let me tell you something that was my check okay i invited you you were my guest it was my pleasure that is bullshit it, it was my, my pleasure my pleasure it was my, pleasure. my pleasure and who no, no, no. listen who got yep. the bill yep. i got the bill at the end Bottom line! And you want to know something? You know what I'm doing next week? You know what I'm doing next week? I'm renting a yacht, and I'm calling all our friends, and we're taking a yacht to Catalina, and you're coming. And I'm putting the whole freaking bill. You know what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm calling your family. I'm flying them out here, first class, (laughs) on a jet, putting them up in a hotel, (laughs) taking them out. (laughs) Really? Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How about this? We are going to get started in just a few minutes. Please start to make your way into the performance area. Right this way. What this, this is over, you meet me
0: yeah. in the parking lot. We'll pick this the up. Parking lot.
1: Yeah, we'll pick it up. What's Rosie, up? Uh, real A-game here. Yeah, she does a great job, yeah. Uh, yeah, again, like, this is still just, like, a bit broad to me, this whole, this continuation of this fight of, like, I'm going to one-up you by treating you to an even bigger thing. Uh, just doesn't. It's just, like, very not Larry to me.
2: Yeah, but I think that the Larry-Rosie relationship is, like, a real close, they've been friends for years, and they can, like, he, he would do this with Richard Lewis also. He would do all this crap. Right, thing. right, right, right. So it's it's almost a way to establish the fact that they're longtime
1: friends. Yeah. So um, Jeff is like Jeff comes over and he's like Larry's like what like, why, why is she telling this? Look, you were there. Did she kick my ass? And Jeff's like, I would stop messing with her. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jeff's like, why did you come with Denise? Like, what's going on? And Larry tells the whole story and I didn't have the number because Susie threw my BlackBerry the phone and it turns out that Denise is already there at the party and yeah. jeff in a rare non-come-with-guy moment but still yeah, very funny like, he's just like <sighs> enjoy and he's like i'm not i'm not getting entrenched in this situation of yeah. you're at this party now with two different women who are both i'd want to hang team. close to see what's gonna happen because it's probably gonna be entertaining well he might have just been like going like 12 feet yonder until like, i get a yeah, good uh close-up yeah. but he's just like making sure that he's like not in larry uh yeah. you know he- he doesn't want to be direct pro- proximity went to, in order, right. To be connected yeah. to this incident. That's about to yeah. transpire. <laughs> she like, he doesn't want to be, she doesn't want Susie to like, look over and see like Larry fucking David, what is wrong with you? And you fat fuck Kev. what are you doing there right with <laughs> him? Yeah. Like he wants to be like on the other side of the room. Yeah. It
2: doesn't want to be like when Lance says we fucked her. He doesn't want
1: to be part of <laughs> exactly movie. right. Yeah. We, right. Um, yeah so uh, um, Larry quickly tries to stash Wendy in a closet so as to avoid any uh, meetings of the two of course, uh, uh, women, does. yeah, and he goes over to Denise to try to figure out what happens. Um, and then all of a sudden, his phone starts ringing, and he fumbles it when he takes it out, and it lands in Denise's lap, of course. And mm. he looks at it, and the caller ID reads Wendy Wheelchair. Yeah, and she's like, Wendy Wheelchair and she picks it up and he's like what do you mean you're in the closet and she opens it up and wendy comes out and they're all both like she's like who's she and he's like wendy wheelchair <laughs> and she's like the other one's like well who is she and she's like denise handicap yeah. and uh they have some new names for him as well uh yes. namely asshole and prick uh they are correct. well deserved yes um, and they start chasing Larry through the house um, as Kian starts ramping up in the background. Second straight uh, week that we uh, have like a musical number to to crescendo for the uh, final scene. Mm, true. And Larry, uh, Larry, uh, in, a, in a kind of a dick move, like he like seeks refuge on the stairs, so I don't think gets to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a little. Um, but of course, Rosie O'Donnell comes to the rescue and starts lay, uh, chasing Larry up the stairs, uh, presumably to kick his ass. For uh a yet second, again. almost a third time yet again. Yes. Um and I love
2: how she says, I'll take it from here, girls. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. And the episode uh comes to an end. Uh a real fun ending. Yes.
2: let's jump right into it Av, how do you rate this episode
1: um i am uh, mostly uh, very high in this episode i've mentioned some of my pet peeves um and i'm like willing to mostly overlook them because they happen in the first act and then like the second and third acts i think are just like it escalates and then the ending is like so iconic and like so there's so much physical comedy in this episode really great just funny stuff so I will give it a pretty 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 good four pretties out of five a really fun solid episode Um, docked a couple of points for some of the couple half points for some of the uh, the nitpicks that I had
2: yeah I'll say this I wanted it to I thought I was going to dislike this episode I'll put it that way Um, I thought from the title and my memory of it it was going to be very dated making fun of disabled people I thought like this would never fly but like Honestly, I was wrong. Like, as I said before, the Larry lording himself over um, Kelsey's mom, that's amazing. The Larry Leon conversation about ass that we played the clip is amazing. The Larry Rosie argument, the the final scene, that whole thing is amazing. Those are like three Hall of Fame scenes in one episode, in my opinion. And so, by the way, I looked at the cumulative rankings other than the ringer who has it at 55. Everybody loves this episode. Um, Yeah. For good reason. I love it too. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Four pretties the number 15 overall episode for me and the best episode since we were introduced to Leon 13 episodes ago.
1: So I love it. Okay. Very strong episode. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan.
2: I I think we're probably going to be in agreement on this next one as well, but who's the come with guy
1: or gal? Um, Yeah. I'm going to go with a come with gal. Uh, There was only one gal. It could be only Rosie O'Donnell uh she goes toe-to-toe with larry calls him out on his bullshit um wins picks up the tab k- kicks his ass a bunch of times comes to the rescue of the uh wheelchair-bound women so yeah she is the come with guy i uh, come with gal um and as we said the one person it cannot be is jeff in ultimate not come with guy moment yeah
2: um i'm not sure why rosie's in la i'm not sure why she's showing up at this party like she, you know all of a sudden she's everywhere but yes unquestionably she is the come with gal for this episode really uh zero drama there uh the next one though is uh who's the fucking asshole and here i think uh it might be a middle uh more of a debate
1: We'll see. Um, yeah. So for fucking asshole this week, this is to me one of those rare but deserving occasions where we say the f- worst person fucking asshole of the week is one Larry David, um, you know, where this is Larry. at? You know, this is bottom level Larry in terms of his behavior. Um, you know, he gets into a stupid fight over the check. He's getting a stupid fight over the pie, like whatever. Fine. But these are like these are even these are like, like unusually bad, like Larry social faux pas, in my opinion. Um, it then escalates in these like si- this situation with the uh, the Fowler's you know asking you know very you know offensive questions about their uh, adopted child, um, and then this is still like nowhere near his worst offense of the episode, uh, which is that he almost lets Sammy drown. Um, not to mention the way he's like manipulating these women in wheelchairs. So, you know, this is just very, uh, very bad, Larry. Uh, okay, but you yeah, made a persuasive is... place
2: of argument here. I have to say, like, to me, there was really no asshole in this episode. Like, we were supposed to think it was Larry, but other than his insulting comments about Kelsey, he didn't really, I thought, didn't really do anything wrong in this episode. He didn't intend to cheat on Denise. He didn't know how to get in touch with her. Like, what else? What else? Who else was there? What?
1: How Let's about say. going back twice to save your BlackBerry and let a kid almost die?
2: <laughs> All right, you know what? I, I really, and I've never done this before, I didn't have a person. I didn't have a slot to fill in. I thought I might be convinced, and I guess you've convinced me. So I, I will say, it's Larry David, but it's a bit reluctant, because I feel like by Larry's standards, he hasn't been that much of an asshole this episode. But also, I, I picked him last week, so that's two weeks in a row I have to pick Larry David. Uh,
1: yeah, but, I um, think this
2: is one of the worst Larrys we've seen. Oh, okay. Um, Alright, so Larry David will be the uh, fucking asshole of the week, which is uh, now uh, uh, 13 times he's been collectively picked by you or me. Uh, six and a half total uh, fucking asshole points for Larry, but Jeff Green still holds that. That belt. We don't really have any celebrity cameos in this episode. Uh, again, it's another sign for this episode. Uh, you think Jerry and Larry i already complained about this. They should be meeting every day to work on like, a reunion episode, but alas, nobody. Uh, Rosie, we've seen before. So I think it's time
1: to go to the Postman, unless you tell me I'm wrong. You are not wrong. Postman! Uh, yeah. uh, postman, uh, here, come here! here
2: tell we the okay. neighborhood! Uh,
1: We're we'll heading over to the Postman, where, as always, you can reach us at curbpostman at gmail.com. Um, if you have a moment to spare, we would also love if you would head on over to with one of the various, uh, podcast stores and rate and review the podcast, uh, give us a five-star rating, say something nice, and we'll read it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So now we have anything head- less over than the postman. dead,
2: Tim Conlon. So
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got a bunch of emails this week. Uh, first up is from, I believe this is now Nelson from Denver. So I was a bit confused because he has like multiple names. It's Christian Dismuk, right? Yeah. 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 That's Nelson from Denver. So which is his real name? Maybe his name is Christian Nelson. I, I, don't, I don't
2: know. Okay. Don't that's Nelson. That part. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. I was a little confused, but now I got it. Okay. Uh, he says, hey, Alex and Av, this is a top five episode of Curb for me. I give it a pretty, 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 pretty good. Larry physically fighting with someone always makes me laugh. Good to see Gail Cunningham as Denise on the show. I believe this is the second ex-girlfriend of Jerry that has been on the show. After Sue Ellen Mishkey. are there more? I can't remember. Have we seen others yet? I'm not sure if we've tracked them specifically from being girlfriends of
2: Jerry. All right. You should work on but, that. Now, of course, uh, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus
1: would, would have to be on that list as well. You, don't you have a, like a, a chart of Jerry's I girlfriends? I have a list of all of Jerry's girlfriends, yes. Okay, so that should be fairly easy. You'll remember if one of them was on Curb. Yeah.
2: Um, I think so. Well, all right. I'm whipping the, the list open right now. I mean I might not if they played a very small role. Right. But um yeah, I'm flipping through them now. Um looking. None of these ring a specific bell.
1: Yeah, so it's Just probably not
2: curb. Um Was no, I don't think she was on. Wait, wasn't Man Hands on?
1: Was well, she? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm, this is not. Uh,
2: yeah, see, this is the problem because they, they might have had a very small role on Seinfeld, but yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, but uh,
1: Elaine is obviously one of them, and um, right. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll look this up later. Yeah, okay, yeah. We'll uh, we'll get back to you on that. Um, for the come with gal, he also goes with Rosie O'Donnell. Love how she did back down from Larry on the check and beat him up. Also coming to help Wendy and Denise at the end. He says, F and Akiva, Larry, bad form, in substituting one handicap date for another and not expecting any blowback. Locking Wendy in a closet and catapulting Denise onto the bed was also not cool. Loving the pods. I always forget to send my, in my ratings and, until it's too late. hope this one made it in time. Uh, I sure did, because I'm reading it. I just read it um all right next up is jim Crumley, who says pretty much a replacement level curb episode some funny Ooh. bits but not as tight as many episodes can larry really not remember where denise's place is a couple of days later two and a half pretties fucking asshole is i would larry. say in, in the
2: modern in like the gps era where you just type addresses into your phone yeah. now of course then you could just find it because it was typed in your phone although he's lost right. his phone is the problem but like yeah. now now like i don't really pay attention to where i'm going because i'm just following my yeah.
1: On. me neither i agree so yeah yeah i feel like i don't like know, i don't really like understand and know like the highways around me
2: yeah because the same i never way with, yeah the same way with phone numbers like when you were a kid you knew every one of your friends phone numbers now right. you don't know anybody's phone numbers because it's just entered in your phone once and you never push the buttons ever again
1: yeah it's pretty good because like i'm not like great with direction in general so it's like kind of awesome that like in my lifetime that went from being something that mattered to something that didn't matter yeah that really they, just, awesome. they just like they made an app for that yeah um yeah pretty cool um. So yeah, he says the fucking asshole is Larry. He almost pulled off rehabilitating his reputation by faking compassion to people with disabilities, but he pushed it too far. A second woman sheesh, <laughs> come with gal is Denise. She invited Larry up after a marginal date, despite his baldness. Plus, the chopstick thing seemed too dumb for Larry. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, third so email, doesn't love it yeah. yeah. Third email is from Jared Jerome. He says, so last week, I gave an otherwise subpar episode a boost because I appreciated how ambitious it was, ambitious it was in trying to juggle many intersecting storylines. Well, this week's episode was probably a little bit funnier, but it was way too basic and simple. There was basically oh. one plotline, the Denise Handicap plot, and a few minor things happening around to support it. Seinfeld connections. I've been told this season is the Seinfeld reunion season. Well, there is very little about a Seinfeld reunion, but there's absolutely no shortage of Seinfeld connections. One, Denise is played by the same actress who plays Gail Cunningham. I guess those bodicellies look nice. They do a number on one's feet. Denise, not liking Larry because he's bald, hidden under a hat, even though Larry goes out with her with a condition he doesn't like, is reminiscent of when George agrees to date a bald woman and it under a hat, who then dumps him when he stops wearing his toupee and she finds out that he's secretly bald in the season six, episode 15, The Beard. And guess what? The name of the bald woman is also Denise. That's quite something mm. I am now quite confident that Larry had a real experience in his life where a woman named Denise wouldn't date him specifically because he's bald. Um, sounds like more of a uh, Diane to me. What'd you say? <laughs> Still Sharon. Yeah, I got it. Um, this could also help explain his p- obsession with being bald more and more. It seems Seinfeld was simply made up of real life. Larry stories. Now it's possible that Jerry also had a lot of life stories converted to this show, but I guess he'll have to make his own series for us to find out. Balls in your court, Jerry. Well, that would be nice if, La- if like Jerry felt like he had to make a, uh, a new show, show as a, show, yeah. Yeah, as a, like, a retort to <laughs> enthusiasm's <laughs> take on who inspired this, most of the storylines on Seinfeld. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, Larry refusing to eat the pie, much like Jerry's girlfriend, Audrey, refusing to eat the pie in, well, season five, episode 15, The Pie. Larry doesn't know the full name of Wendy Wheelchair and Denny's Handicap, much like Jerry doesn't remember the name of Mulva in Season 4, Episode 20, The Junior Mint. Number five, Seinfeld Connection. Larry gets caught with two dates at the same time, like George gets caught with two dates, the baby-talking Maura and the very tan Loretta at the same time in Season 9, Episode 14, The Strong Box. More and more, George-Larry overlap. Is that the one where like he, like, he invites them both to the coffee shop and he's like... My, my serious girlfriend and my mistress uh, were before my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> my whole life is coming up in fl- and They're like, yeah, yeah we're cool. We're, we just yeah, we talked yeah. about it. We're both cool with it. Yeah. Is that that one?
2: Yeah. They're, that they're, one. they're both fine with
1: it, yeah. I love that scene. It's like, oh, they, they, they can both work through it. Woe is me. Yeah. <laughs> um, come with Guy. I feel like most people will give this to Denise, partly out of merit and partly because they feel guilty not rewarding the wheelchair bound, but I can't do it. She calls Larry out for being bald. Doesn't exactly give him much guidance in the bedroom guilts him and others into giving her perks and then turns on him when he eats her most come with has to go to Leon because he exists. That's right. He's finally actually in an episode. Some good tap and talk with Larry literally coming with, with to find Denise and has no problems with Larry calling him a brother. Nice to have you back Leon. Asshole of the week. I know you guys have a running question of this. Is this actor more famous than Ted Danson? Well, I have a question of my own is Teddy D ever not an absolute asshole. They finally make him do something nice and it has to turn ugly. He's just as big a baby as Larry is. Jeff's yeah. fine this week. Rosie O'Donnell is great kicking Larry's ass left and right. Wendy wheelchair is no good being a jerk to Larry until she uses him for the concert. But she gets thrown in a closet, so I'll let it slide. Sue throws Larry's <laughs> blackberry in the ocean, but A, it's a blackberry, so who cares? Two, she had good reason. And that brings us to our asshole of the week, my boy Larry. Mm. He's basically a good guy for most of the episode, dating multiple wheelchair-bound women, wanting to pay for dinner. He does fight a woman twice in the episode, but somehow since it's Rosie, it feels okay. My issue is what he does with our little canary voice, Sammy. Doubling back to save your phone.
2: For the record, it only feels okay because she kicks the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, If he's winning that fight, it's not
1: okay. Doubling back to save your phone, horrible. Doubling back to double wrap your phone in a towel as the wave swallowed your girl. Asshole of the week territory. I always try to be Team Larry, but this move is just beyond the pale. No pun intended. For his rankings, he says. So I. Well, God, Wait, what, 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 email. What,
2: what, what's the pun of pale? I don't get that. What's the pun that he's not intending?
1: Oh, um, beyond the pale. Doesn't matter.
2: He didn't. He didn't intend it, so it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> right, didn't intend it. We don't have <laughs> to uh, interrogate yeah. it. It's not intended. Yeah. If you so. want us to figure out your pun, say that it's intended. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say pun, but not intended. He just said no pun intended. He didn't say even say that there is a pun. Yeah. You mm. assume that there's a pun mm. since he mentioned pun um yeah so I start okay. doing it and say
2: no pun intended when i don't even have and like oh what did you mean yet. oh no i'm
1: just saying no pun. Intended. Yeah. i just say that i didn't intend to have a pun and that's why there's no pun. yeah that'd be funny if there was like a character yeah. like no pun intended guy he just always says no pun intended like yeah. he's like <laughs> um, i'm gonna go to the bathroom no yeah. pun intended <laughs> that sounds uh, we much. would like to have you for dinner no yeah. pun intended <laughs> you would probably figure it out after a while that it's just yeah. like, thinking. think you know. yeah um it's a, it's a bit it's a bit yeah um, yeah, so I opened up with a pretty negative review. Maybe I was a bit too hard on the episode. I could see it being insulting to some. It straddles the line a lot, which is what good Connie does. I agree. It's like, very. there's a lot of like, is this wrong? But like, it's funny. So it's, it works, I think. Maybe someone will tell us that, is, that we're wrong. Uh, I just don't think it hit the mark on most of the gambles. Also, as I said, pretty simple, memorable, but simple plot line. I'll rank it 48th of the 65 episodes so far. I'll call it pretty, pretty good. That's two pretties, three non pretties. Now, let's pick up the Leon pace and get the core four to work. I'll deal with a little of Cheryl, of Cheryl if I get a whole lot of Elaine. Mm, yeah, it's a little disturbing. Um, all right. Next up is William Blake, who says, hey, Alex Alex, and Av, my name is Will, and I did the dizzle. A classic Larry <laughs> episode, turning the motherfucking tables on the Fowlers after his insensitive chopstick remarks, Susie throwing Larry's phone in the ocean, perfect, come with Gal is Denise. She puts up with an inordinate amount of Larry for one episode. Fucking asshole. Is Ted a little surprising, but nice. I think I have a Ted dancing complex. Larry makes him look like an asshole because he is an asshole. Ted is the vain version of Larry, which is insufferable. Four pretties out of five.
2: What's your, um, so, I mean, a a bunch of the listeners agree with us, but then a couple Jim and and Jared are lower. I'm a little, I don't know. I'm a little surprised. I thought we were going to have a much more consensus, a positive opinion on this one.
1: Yeah, well, I think you will we'll see that it wasn't a complete across the board, but overall, this comes out very highly. Yeah, the,
2: yeah, you do average his rank, so I don't
1: expect, yeah. Yeah, um, and that's mostly because me and you are highly up, so we yeah. control a disproportionate <laughs> por- score portion of the score, and yeah. it's our show, so fuck you. <laughs> we let you have a say. <laughs> Um, yeah so next up it's not fuck you I like you guys yeah. um, <laughs> Zach Brooks says I, I always say I'm harsh but fair I always think of this episode I add numbers to my phone I have Alf podcast and Alex starts in my contacts <laughs> I'm so glad the days of unsting phone numbers and a phone are gone I always worried I drop in water and lose important contact info really hard not to not make an exception to make Larry the fucking asshole this week I guess I'll have to give it to the guy who looked like Mayor Pete um, yeah, he's talking about uh, John, who was, he was like, oh, he, was, he, was like a, a, he was a minor character in the Big Bang Theory. He had like a, like a lisp, but he was very annoying. As are oh. many characters on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Um, he says, however, a great episode, four and a half per And last up is Olin Allen, who says, a return to form with a wide range of comedy. Great physical movements, excellent shouting matches, Beautiful supporting cast performances and a fun, excellent central premise treading the line between cringe and offensiveness to insightfulness about wheelchair-bound people. Uh, The argument with Ted Danson about the pie might be my dance and highlight to date Denise was sublime and loved her delivery at the end of the date. Nice to get Leon back. Both wheelchair laters were strong, formidable characters and Denise had some great Elaine-esque deliveries. Rating four and a half pretties out of five. Sixth overall so far just below the group. And above Crazy Eyes Killer, Sorry Alex, ending with Scorsese rather than a Crazy Eyes interaction was just a bum takeaway. Come with Gal gives it to Denise, not being put off by Larry hiding his boldness, letting Larry make out with her despite her own lack of fulfillment, showing him the advantages of being with a wheelchair lady. Fucking asshole of the week, he gives to Jamie Fowler, the way she treated Denise like a little toddler, shouting yay and clapping hands gleefully. Cause she could attend Xi'an was extremely patronizing and hypocritical hypocritical, considering how she reacted to Larry about their child earlier. Superbly acted and my biggest laugh of a laugh-filled episode. Uh, thank you, Olin, and thank you to all the listeners who wrote in. Again, a reminder: you can reach us at curpostman at gmail.com and you could send in a review, you could just send in a rating, whatever you want. We would always love to hear from you in any capacity about that episode, the podcast in general. Um, you said and, what, and, and what's our
2: cumulative ranking with all the listeners
1: Okay so yeah so our cumulative ranking Of this episode with all the listeners The audience gives it an average Of a 3.75 And Alex and I both gave it a 4 And that average is out to A 3.92 Just below 4 pretties And that makes it the 15th overall episode Which is exactly what you had in your ranking So uh, Chester setting the tone For where this episode ranks
2: Yeah um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Very, very good episode. I'm uh, very, very excited about it. Next week, we uh, go to uh, the Bear Midriff. Larry uh, is forced to talk to uh, his assistant about her, her uh, Bear Midriff and um, he will offend her and she will leave the job. But we're getting Jerry, we're getting Julia, so they're all coming back. Um, and so, very excited that we'll be getting a lot of Seinfeld. There'll also be a, a scene in a bathroom with uh, some splashing so um very excited for next week. We have yeah. uh, the core, yeah. Not yeah, all the, the core four, but, but the, the main, the most important ones coming back. Yeah,
1: the, it also features a uh, a woman named Jillian Bell plays like the main yes. uh, character in um in The Bear yeah. Midriff. And she was uh, last year or two years ago in a movie called Brittany Runs a Marathon. She was the lead in that movie. I think she was also on SNL. And Brittany Runs a Marathon was like surprisingly, I thought very uh, touching and very well done and funny and endearing. Um, oh. You should check it out. Pretty runs a marathon. I would say it was. Pretty,
0: pretty, pretty, pretty.